Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, indeed. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest on the Goodyear Hotline had a great conversation with Zach Lowe in our first hour here today about my concerns about the proliferation of three-point shots in the NBA. Good news. Zach doesn't think it's as big a problem as I think it is. Let's see what happens in the season's second half. Two pieces of business I need to attend to coming off of uh, the end of our previous hour. I want to celebrate something amongst the staff. Now, for those of you who listen regularly, I thank you. Um, The staff of this program I have nicknamed the Hashtag Crew. And the reason is because the name of the show is Hashtag Greeny. That was my creative idea when we launched it. No one ever uses the hashtag. And so when I refer to the members of the staff, I call them Hashtag Hembo, Hashtag Bubba, Hashtag Nuno. And then originally there was Hashtag Devin. But Devin, we allowed him to give a take or two on the air. His first take was so bad, I removed his hashtag. He followed it up with a take that was even worse to the point that I felt a need to remove something else, so I took away the D from his name. So he has been just Evan on this show, or maybe even even. E-V-I-N, I think, would be pronounced even, not Evan. Either way, that was, what, that was, that was the, the fate that befell... <laughs> They put it up on the screen. Good job, guys. They put it up on TV for you on ESPN+. Plus. But here's the, here's the good news for whoever it is that makes our graphics. He just earned his D back. I thought that the calls we just had in that last segment where we talked about ideas for sports, and they just put it back. That is really well done by this TV crew. Well done. I think that Devin just got his D back. He screened those calls. He got me three callers with excellent ideas. So congratulations, Devin. You've got your D back. We'll see what we can do about that hashtag. Let's see how, let's see how long I can keep it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate so the it. The question then becomes amongst the rest of the staff, which is likely likelier to happen next? Does he gain back the hashtag or does he re-lose the D? Knowing Devin as I do, I think it's much likelier. This is like a game of horse. I think at some point he'll have no letters left. He'll just be like an unpronounceable symbol. He'll, he'll, he'll be, the, he'll be the, the staff member without a name. But anyway, well done, Devin. So Devin got his D back. It's a big day for us here on this program. Second, and one of those callers asked me a really good question. Yesterday, I was talking about the day that Magic Johnson announced that he had contracted HIV. And that night at Chicago Stadium, I was covering a Bulls game. And they just put a message up on the screen in the stadium, the old Chicago stadium, that said, we love you, Magic. And the place just broke out into a spontaneous standing ovation. And I told you that it was one of only two times in my entire career covering sports that I cheered from the press box. You're not supposed to cheer in the press box. That is a hard, fast rule that is taken seriously. And that is one of only two times that I ever did. The other time I did, the caller just asked what the other time is. The other time I did... When Michael Jordan retired from basketball the first time, and we didn't know he was going to come back again, they had a night celebrating him. They had a whole night. There was no game that night. There was just an event at Chicago Stadium where Michael was there, and they brought in all kinds of people. Larry King, if I'm remembering correctly, hosted it, and Ahmad Rashad was there, and like Bob Knight was there, and Dean Smith was there. and It was just a, a, a wild night, sort of a celebration of Michael Jordan when we thought his career was over. And I was there that night to cover it. And when he came walking out into the, from the tunnel onto the, I think they set up like a stage in the middle of the court, I applauded him. I, I cheered for him um, from the press box. I wasn't the only one. 
but those are the only two times I ever cheered in a press box. I cheered for Michael Jordan when I thought he was retired, and I cheered for Magic Johnson at a time when, candidly, we all thought he was going to die. And we thank God every day that he did not, and that that, um, that that diagnosis is no longer what it felt like 30 years ago. So it was a good question uh, by the caller. I think his name was Brady, and, and that was the, reason, the other time that I cheered. Okay, a couple other things I wanted to tell you about. Stuff I saw on Twitter yesterday that made me laugh. Georgetown wins a game in the Big East tournament yesterday. They beat Villanova. That's a very big win for Georgetown. And they move on at Madison Square Garden into the semifinals of the Big East. But after the game, Patrick Ewing, their coach, did not want to talk about the win. He wanted to say this. I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? That's Patrick Ewing yesterday. I found that hilarious. Did anyone else find that hilarious? I, 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 I don't think he was being particularly serious. I think he was being a tiny little bit serious. And, and I don't think he was genuinely upset by this. And I think we all understand that, you know, th- there are people who are just doing their jobs. But it does sort of hearken me back to a time I remember Mike and I having this conversation forever ago. This happened with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at something. I forget what. But at, at something like 20 years ago, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was being denied entry to some basketball event because he didn't have the proper credential. And I remember saying on the air, who doesn't know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? And I can hear in this case someone responding, he's wearing a mask. Was he, is he seven foot two? If he's seven foot two, you're going to notice. You need, you need a no mask to know that this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Patrick Ewing. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. Everybody's doing their job. It's all good, all well, not, not a big deal. But I, it made me laugh. I just thought hearing Patrick Ewing say that, it made me laugh. And I thought you would enjoy it as well if you hadn't seen it. The other thing I saw on Twitter yesterday that I got a laugh out of was this. So the, 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 the original poll that went up on Instagram was from Sports Illustrated, I think. Yeah, Sports Illustrated host Caitlin O'Toole put an Instagram poll up yesterday asking, will Juju stay in Pittsburgh? Referring to Juju Smith-Schuster, who is a free agent this year. Fans could vote for one of two options. Either I hope so or that's a negative. One of the first votes they got, one of the first five participants, was Juju Smith-Schuster himself, who voted, that's a negative. Now, the way that story hits you, I think, is going to be based upon how old you are. If you're my age, you just find that astonishing. Juju Smith-Schuster voting on this Instagram poll about his future. Actually, the the headline on the story in SI is hilarious. Juju Smith-Schuster hints on Instagram he won't be back with Steelers. That's more than a hint. If he's voting that's a negative, I think hint is slightly underplaying it. But be that as it may, I think this is a generational thing. Because Juju is much closer in age to my son than he is to me. And I've told you many times... Juju Smith-Schuster is my son's favorite player in the NFL, and all his friends, they love him. And Stevie, my 18-year-old son, will say to you, and I, I direct quote, Juju is the most lit player in the NFL. The TikTok dances, all that stuff, all the stuff that the establishment, the old farts like me hate, people that age love. They love. That's the world. So maybe to him, I'm going to ask my son Stevie, I should have texted him 
Do you find that at all unusual that Juju Smith-Schuster would vote in this Instagram poll and, in fact, tell the world he's not coming back to Pittsburgh? To me, that is quite an astonishing thing to do. I have a feeling to my son, as to Juju, he would merely say, well, what do you mean? They asked a question on social media. If there's something on social media, you have to respond. That's the world we live in. And so perhaps that's just fine. All right, coming up, one NFL team is in big trouble, and there isn't a damn thing they can do about it. I'll tell you which team it is in just a moment. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests join me, as always, on the Goodyear hotline. Told you a moment ago, there's one team in the National Football League that is in big trouble, and there's not a damn thing they can do about it. And that is because in the NFL... With every franchise, there's only one person whose opinion really matters on anything, and that's the owner. I'll tell you a quick story about that. It just jumped into my head, and it is about Robert Kraft. So a million years ago, we went up to Foxborough to do Mike and Mike. I forget what year this was, but it was, it was Halloween, and I was dressing as Brady, as Tom Brady. Golick dressed as Belichick. There's pictures of this all over the place, and it was a great costume um, you know, that we had. And I didn't just go out and buy like a Brady costume. The Patriots actually gave me Brady stuff. I was wearing a, a, a that, if you've ever seen that picture, I'll put up on, on, on Instagram in a minute here. If you've ever seen that picture of me, I'm wearing an actual jersey of his. I'm wearing actual pads that are his, a whole bunch of different stuff, including an actual helmet, which led to some confusion later. But that's neither here nor there. I'm given all this actual Brady gear. And the idea here is that I'm going to be able to wear it during the show. And then I'll give it back and, you know, go back home at the end of the show. So Kraft is a, was a big fan of Mike and Mike. He's a very nice man. And he said to me, he knows that my wife Stacy has a crush on Brady. So he says to me, I, I Greeny, I bet you your wife is going to like this when you come home, you know, with all the Brady stuff. And I said, actually, um, I'm not allowed to take it home. I have to leave it here. And he just looks right at me on the air. He says, nope, I'm overruling that. You can take it. And that's it. And I went home with it. I still have it. Stevie still has the gloves. (laughs) You know, I still have all that stuff. As it turned out, we had to give the helmet back because he only had like one or two with the receivers in them. And that created a whole other thing. But that's neither here nor there. The point is the owner just sitting there. I mean, if I told you the lengths we went to to get that outfit and how specific everything was, you need to put this back here, give this back to him. All And and, I mean, all good with it. I get it. This is an NFL player gear. I'm, I'm not. I get that this isn't a joke. 
But the owner just sits down, and he, it was just a great moment of power. He was like, yeah, I, I, I snapped my fingers, and I changed the ruling. You can have that if you want it. That's what being the owner of an NFL team is like. It must be great. Jeffrey Lurie is like that. Jeffrey Lurie is a billionaire owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's made a trillion dollars in other industries. He owns a production company that wound up buying movie theaters and making its money in a bunch of other places. And so he's got all the money in the world, and he bought the Eagles. And look, a lot of good things have happened. They won the Super Bowl a few years ago, so you can't complain that much. But he's gotten very involved. He's gotten very hands-on with what's going on there. First, it appears that in a conflict between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, he sided with Wentz, (coughs) fires Peterson, thinking maybe now we'll keep Wentz. Goes out and hires Frank Reich Jr., Nick Sirianni, who, to be kind, his introductory press conference was less than impressive, but who cares? But whatever, they go out and hire that guy just to keep Wentz. Wentz still wants out, forces his way out. They got dead money. They get back pennies on the dollar for him. And now, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, who made all those decisions that have turned out so well, has told his team, you know this by now, he's told his new general man, or not his new general manager, he's told his executives and his new coach, don't go out and get competition for Jalen Hurts. Build around him and try and make it work. That's a terrible idea. The owner should not be making that decision. I'm reminded of the, the late, great Marty Schottenheimer. When he worked at ESPN at one time, I was doing a show with him and we were talking and he said to me, I will never forget, Greeny, if the players are looking over the coach's shoulder at anyone, the coach has no chance to succeed. So if decisions are being made from upstairs, the coach has no chance to succeed. Ask everybody in Washington. How's that always worked with Dan Snyder making all these decisions? That's why they've been awful for 20 years. And that's what's going on a little bit now, it feels like, in Philadelphia. And when I said there's not a damn thing anyone can do about it, it's because there isn't. Because Jeffrey Lurie can snap his fingers, and I can take home Tom Brady's entire uniform. Because the owner can just decide that if he wants to. And that's what Jeffrey Lurie seems to be doing. Who am I kidding? I would make the worst owner. I would do that. I would do it, right? If I owned an NFL team... I could never keep myself from doing that. I would be in so meddling. I would be involved in everything. I would be dictating stuff. Trades, I want to be involved in. Trades, I want to be involved in play calling. I want to call plays. Second and seven, what are we running? There's going to be a special button to the owner's box that's going to overrule that play. Nope, we're not running that. Run the X, Y, slant, Z, you know, spider two, whatever the heck that is. I'll know the plays. I'll call them. I will be the one with the voice into the quarterback's helmet. The quarterback will be listening, you know, Sam Darnold will be listening, and I'll be the, one, the voice in his head telling him, run it, run it up the right side. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. But it's a terrible thing to do. If you're dictating as the owner what the team needs to do with quarterback, then forget it. That's what you hire other people to do. And the truth is, the best skill in life is knowing what you are not, what you're not an expert in. Staying in your lane. People will tell you, stay in your lane. People get very offended by that. Stay in your lane. Don't tell me to stay in my lane. Staying in your lane is a pretty good idea. Know what you're great at and know what you're not. You're much better off allowing other people to do things they're better than you at, especially if they're doing it to your benefit. Speak when you are knowledgeable. Listen when you are not. Those are pretty hard, fast rules. I guarantee you they apply in a lot of the other businesses these owners own. 
But all of a sudden, you get a football team, and it kind of feels a little bit like a toy. And again, I get it. I would do the same thing. I'd give anything to be making those decisions because it's fun. But at the end of the day, it's not the right way to go about business. Dallas Cowboys haven't won a damn thing in 25 years. You tell me why. Jimmy Johnson knew what he was doing. He didn't want the owner making any decisions. That's why Jimmy Johnson wasn't the coach of the Cowboys very long. So this, to me, does not feel like a good precedent to be setting in Philadelphia. Coming up, two breaking quarterback stories today. I will tell you what they both mean next after this word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. Good for you, Dak Prescott. That's what I want to say before I say anything else. Players don't win like this. This doesn't happen. Dak Prescott was in a position that I would describe as unprecedented in NFL history. And he hung tough. He stayed fast. He bet on himself. And he won. I'm Greeny with you in our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. Dell's semi-annual sale for businesses arrived. Save up to 45% on Dell computers powered by Intel Core processors. Just call 877-ASK-DELL. That obviously took up a lot of our time this week as uh, we went over that deal in Dallas. A lot of quarterback stuff I'll get to with Tim Hasselbeck in a minute. But I wanted to mention, I just told you the story of the time that I was in Foxborough and I dressed as Brady on Halloween and they gave me his actual uniform. I just posted the picture if you want to see it. If you've never seen that picture, it is kind of, even for me, as a fan of the Jets and everything else, it is just crazy to see. It's on my Instagram page right now, top of the page, at ESPN Greeny on Instagram. And Ray, a little Ray, a.k.a. Cuffy McCohort, um, sent me a note saying that he's still upset he had to return the helmet. Let me very quickly tell you what happened. After Kraft said I could keep the entire uniform patriot ray it's his nickname his nickname is patriot ray because he's a crazy fan of the patriots i kept everything else but i said you can keep the helmet because i have no use for a football helmet. what am i doing with a helmet so i gave it to ray we get a frantic call like an hour later i'm already in a car headed back from foxborough to my house in connecticut 
and I get a frantic call saying, I, we know that Mr. Kraft said you could keep the entire uniform, but Brady literally can't play the game without that helmet. <laughs> we need the helmet back. And thank God I didn't have it. I'd given it to Ray. So it was Ray who had to turn around and drive back an hour to give it back to them instead of me. So that's a true story. So they, they wound up calling and saying, we, they had give, I had his actual helmet. I have his actual helmet. If you look in the picture, my, my elbow was sort of on it. Um, I couldn't wear the helmet and do the show, obviously. But everything else you see, all those pads, everything on there, the little thing that his plays are in, what do you call that, the sleeve that he puts on his, on his arm? They didn't have the plays in it, obviously, but but I'm wearing an actual uniform. It's, it's all there. It's on uh, Instagram right now, at ESPN Greeny, if you want to see it. Anyway, uh, I am Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. There is a breaking story today. Actually, there were two. One of them is about Brady, and the other one is about the Patriots quarterbacks. So let's talk about those with Tim Hasselbeck, who joins me here on ESPN Radio. Hello again, Tim Hasselbeck. Hey, Green. So let's talk. Let's start by talking about Brady, because that has happened since you and I were together this morning. Brady has redone his deal and pushed it out, basically assuring that he will be there in Tampa and overwhelmingly likely to be the starting quarterback the next two seasons at minimum. That's his age 44 season and his age 45 season. Redoes the deal, team friendly. They can help re-sign their players. Typical Brady. It's how he has gone about winning all his career. What do you think of it? And how much longer, realistically, should we expect him to play? Well, I think that, you know, the timeline you just laid out is, is reasonable, which is absurd to think that guys are going to be playing till 45. You know, it seemed like when Vinny Testaverde was doing it or Brett Favre was doing it, it was like, how in the world are these guys still standing? So, but Brady, look, they just won the Super Bowl. So, you know, to think that, you know, he could still play at a high level over the next couple of years, I think easily could happen. I think the one thing that's interesting about this, and you nailed it, it's obviously about, you know, creating cap space to continue to surround him with good players, which was something that it, you know, he seemed to be doing in New England through his time there, especially towards the end. The difference was, you know, I don't know that he felt like New England was giving him a good supporting cast, where this feels like this gets done because he's trusting Tampa that they are going to get it done where they surround him with a supporting cast that can help him win a championship. I mean, I, I think we've gotten to a point with him where there are two things we should never assume. One we should never assume he's that close to being done. And two, we should never assume his isn't the team to beat, right? He looked done and he looked mm-hmm. like, and there were in his last year in New England, and there were times this year in Tampa where we thought there's no way in the world this team can do it. And I guess, Tim, going forward, we have to stop assuming either of those things. Well, especially if he's surrounded by a really good team. And if, you know, this money, which is like $19 million in cap space this year, you know, helps them keep Gronk. Maybe they keep Shaq Barrett. Maybe they find a way to go get a, a running back that could help. Uh, maybe Antonio Brown, you know, wants to stay there. All of a sudden you do those things and you look at it and it's like, well, shoot, this is just the same team that, that won the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's absolutely the case. And, you know, I think that, you know, in terms of how he's been able to handle this, you know, in terms of the contract certainly has benefited the teams that he's been on and, um, look, you have the ability to do that. I think if you've kind of played as long as he's played and made the money he's played. Greeny, it's interesting to think about this. He signed a two-year, $50 million deal with Tampa Bay when he you know, signed there. That's actually a worse deal than the one-year, $25 million deal that Phillip Rivers signed to be with the Colts. Mm-hmm. 
So think about that. I mean, like, he even did it on his way into Tampa. It's exactly right. Look, this is how he wins. I mean, this it it it, it does it. It works. And now he redoes it, and now they will be the team to beat again going forward. And that's that's where he is now in Tampa, Greeny and Tim Hasselbeck. And then there was the team that he left behind. And while we were on TV together this morning, you and I, the Patriots wound up um, bringing Cam Newton back on a one-year deal that could be worth up to $14 million. And I got the very clear sense, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, that you are very skeptical that he will be their starting quarterback when the season begins. <laughs> I think I put the, the words in my mouth myself on yeah. that one when I was like, see, they sign him, and we immediately start talking about Marcus Mariota <laughs> and Mitchell Trubisky. Right. You know? I mean, I think that that probably says it all, doesn't it? Where, you know, look, hey, they signed Cam. Here's this deal that, look, we'll see where the numbers really come in. A lot of times when it's like, hey, one year, $14 million, it's like, well, yeah, it's really a $10 million deal. He can make as much as fourteen. You know, if he, you know, hit some of these incentives and if it, you're at that point, like you're talking about, I mean, that, that's not all that much better than backup money is really what that is. And so, yeah, there, to me at that point, there's not a huge level of commitment to him. And it certainly doesn't make me feel like they are done addressing the quarterback position. You know, you mentioned Mitchell Trubisky. He's an interesting one in all of this. His name never gets brought up in anything. In Chicago, they're talking about maybe going forward with Nick Foles if they don't have anybody else. Trubisky is obviously the man out there. Here's the one thing I feel like I've seen, and I'm interested to hear it from you through a quarterback's eyes. Like, there are things you can do with him that he's good at. And we've seen Mm -hmm. other teams in the NFL build offenses around that. And in Chicago, they just weren't willing to do it, which is astonishing considering they traded up to take him second overall. But the coaching staff just did not seem willing or interested in building around what he does. But what he does, I remember Dominique Foxworth once called him on on Get Up, a poor man's, in fact, a destitute man's Cam Newton. <laughs> like Cam at his best, that mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky was just like a, you know, someone who could aspire to someday be that. Could he be resurrected? Like, could someone get an unbelievable bargain in signing Mitchell Trubisky this offseason for nothing and have him stun the world and turn out to be a good player? Well, I think there's a chance that that could happen. Now, you know, it's probably unlikely, but to, you know, the point you're trying to make, if you go look at how Mitchell Trubisky tested when he was coming out, it essentially was on par with how Andrew Luck tested. Mitchell Trubisky is a physically talented guy. As a runner, he's fast and he's strong. Uh, you know, he's more than enough arm strength. And it's interesting as we kind of talk about, uh, you know, Trey Lance coming out and his inexperience, Trubisky essentially started 13 games in college. Mm-hmm. So much like Ryan Tannehill, if you think about him, he started 17 games in college. He's a guy that, look, it took a little bit of time. Another really talented athletic guy at the quarterback position. Maybe he needs to go in somewhere as a backup. Be fortunate to get an opportunity when, you know, the starter goes down or isn't playing well. And then maybe at that point, without the pressure of Chicago and being the man because, you know, all these other guys were drafted in front of you, he can go ahead and deliver at that point. And I think that, look, I think there's a chance that he could do that most definitely. It'd be fascinating to watch. There, there are so many... And one of the one of the byproducts, Tim, of the rookie salary cap, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is the mistake you make if you make one by drafting a quarterback early and and missing, if you will, believing that that you have made a mistake. That used to be something that would set you back five years. 
Now, because the financial hit to a team isn't that great, I wonder if it's gone too far in the other direction. I wonder if teams are too quick to give up on guys, to give up on Mitchell Trubisky, to give up on Sam Darnold, to give up on young quarterbacks. I mean, Sam Darnold is 23 years old, and and, and the, the franchise that drafted him number three overall seems ready to give up on him. Do you think we're giving up on young quarterbacks too quickly? I do. I, I think that your assessment of how this has changed is spot on. You know, like like when you go back to the Sam Bradford deal, and I forget it was seventy two million guaranteed, and he had never played a snap. And you know, when when the Raiders draft Jamarcus Russell and they get it wrong, it's debilitating to your franchise. Well, look, we've seen that that's no longer the case. But to your point, the pendulum, I think you're right, has swung so far the other direction that somebody like Sam Darnold, who literally could not order a beer without, you know, without and being old enough to do it, you know, just two years ago, all of a sudden it's like, nope, we got to move on. It's like, well, wait a second. He's actually younger than guys coming out in this year's class, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some respect. So, yeah, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right that it's been this massive swing back the other way, and we've probably overcorrected on it. I'd be really interested to see. I would not bet against Sam for sure, depending on where he winds up. And again, if if Mitchell Trubisky winds up in the right place with a with a coach that believes in what he does, I wouldn't bet against him turning out to be a good player either. Anyway, Tim, it was great to have you today. Don't be a stranger. I really appreciate it as always, and uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Tim. Sounds good. See you, Granny. All right, that's Tim Hasselbeck with me. I, I really like his insight. I like talking to quarterbacks about quarterbacks. I, they, they just see things. You know, this is why they all do games and they're all, but this is why they are who they are because there are just so few of them in the world who can do it and they see so many things the rest of us do not. So we'll see. Again, free agency starts next Wednesday and that's when it gets interesting. Meanwhile, it has become a Friday staple on this program and we all enjoy it. It is time for Who You Got, which means it is time for Bubba. I can't find Who You Got on my screen. See, Bubba, you put these things on my screen in different colors and now I can't find it. Where is Who You Got? On my screen. Tell me where it is on my screen. Uh, do I have who you got? Is there an open to who you got? Yeah, it's, it's on there somewhere. Where? I don't know. What do you mean it's on there somewhere? I'm looking at the screen. There was no who you got on this screen. Uh, I guess I'll hit it then. Typical, but you know what's going to happen? As, as you're, you know, you're risking losing your hashtag. I took a hashtag from Devin over far less than this. There's All no right, who you got was... open. You said to me in the break, Greeny, will you hit the open for who you got? Yeah, I, I said, yes, I'll said. hit it. And then there isn't one. So go ahead. You hit it. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? (laughs) Who you got means my disheveled board operator, hashtag Bubba, uh, who uh, will give me a bunch of binary proposition type of questions, and I will answer them uh, as directly and quickly and honestly as I can. I found the open. Bubba. (laughs) See? He breaks the tension. That's what he does. He says something funny, and that's the key. Devin learned from that. Say something funny, and then everything is okay. It doesn't make any difference how badly you screw everything up. If you say something funny, everything is all right. You saved it. All right, Bubba, let's get started. All right, we'll start it off. And who you got brought to you by Granger. And as we just talked about with Tim and earlier, the Patriots are bringing back Cam Newton. On a one-year deal, it could be worth up to $14 million. That's a lot of money. But do you think he's going to be the starter in week one for New England? Who you got? No, I don't. And, and I continue to say, and this, 
the the cam of it all doesn't make any sense with this. So I will grant you these two things don't feel like they go together. But I continue to believe Mac Jones from Alabama has Patriots written all over him. The connection between Belichick and Saban. So many things about Jones that seem to fit the mold. He is Brady. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Brady and no one's going to be as good as Brady, but he's in that mold. All the things you liked about Brady, you like about him. He just had one of the greatest seasons ever. The Patriots pick 15. It's not going to be easy to get Mac Jones there. They may have to move up. Everyone tells me it won't happen, but I'm standing on this one. I'm dying on this hill. Bubba, I'm saying Mac Jones is going to be a Patriot until it's proven otherwise. All right. What's next? Yeah, this is the first year since 1982 that Duke and the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. So who wins the title first, Duke or New England? Oh, who you got? Duke, for sure. Uh, and, and um you know, look, it's, it was a terrible year for them, and they wound up, they were making a little bit of a run in the ACC tournament, and then they had to pull out because they had a positive COVID test or something involving COVID. Um, and, uh, but uh, you, no one gets rich betting against either of these coaches, but it's much easier, I think, for Coach K to be back than it is for Belichick. Belichick has a lot of work to do. He's got to put together a whole roster, and he's got to figure out the quarterback. Duke just needs to get two unbelievable freshmen. (laughs) There will be two of them out there somewhere. They almost always wind up at Duke. Duke will be back, and Kentucky will be back. This year is a blip in a million different ways. I'm not making excuses, but I'm definitely not betting against Coach K to be back. Greeny, and it's who you got with Bubba. What's next? Yeah, so it's early, but so far the Bucks they're keeping Chris Godwin, Levante David. We know Brady got his extension. While the Chiefs, they moved on from Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. So if you had to pick one team to return to the Super Bowl right now, Bucks, Chiefs, who you got? No, I'm never betting against Tom Brady again. It'll never happen again. I'm not betting against I want you all to remember this. I want you to hold me this. I'm looking at Nuno. I'm talking to you, Bubba. I'm talking to you, Devin. I'm talking to everybody. Don't let me pick against him again. I, I, I pick against him all the time. It never works. So there's no way in hell I'm picking against him. He just redid his deal. They're bringing everybody back. I think you have to say him. Plus, there are more, as of now, there are more good young quarterbacks in the AFC than there are the NFC. So I think the AFC is the tougher conference to get out of. Now, let's see what happens with Deshaun. If Deshaun winds up in Chicago or someplace in the NFC, that might change it a little. But I would still like Brady and the Bucks better than I would like Deshaun with the Bears. So I'm definitely saying Brady. Who returns the Super Bowl first? I will take Tampa. No question. Bubba. All right, now that Dak is staying in Dallas, you are asking our NFL analyst on Get Up This Morning, which team should Russell Wilson add to his list? So I'll ask you now who you got. It's an interesting question. The, the setup of that, for those of you who didn't see it, is Russell had given a list through his agent on the record to Adam Schefter of four teams he'd be willing to be traded to. The Bears, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys get scratched off the list, but of course, with the DAC thing. So we were, we were just sort of speculating if he would add a fourth team, which one would you add? Miami was a popular pick this morning. Um, the Dolphins would seem to have stuff that they could trade that, you, that Se- Seattle might be excited about, i.e. the third pick could turn into a quarterback or Tua is a quarterback. Seattle might be interested in either one of those two scenarios. But I'm going to say Carolina is another intriguing one. The Panthers are overlooked. They have better weapons than anybody realizes. They have a coach who I think is going to – I just have a feeling that guy, Matt Rule, is going to wind up being an elite coach. People are The way people talk about him is extraordinary. They have an owner who I think is really aggressive and wants to win and will do whatever it takes to do so. Carolina is an under – 
sold team there. So while Carolina, I think, feels like a real likelihood for Deshaun, I'll put that on Russell's list as well. Greeny and who you got with Bubba? What's next? All right, to the NBA. Sixers Jazz are the top seeds in the East and West as the second half got underway. Either, neither, or both will be top seeds come playoff time. Who you got? Well, definitely not the Sixers. I believe the Nets, if KD ever comes back, even without him, they may wind up being the one seed. But if KD should come back, is anyone else worried about him? Like it's a hamstring, and I'm reading quotes from Steve Nash saying, this has absolutely nothing to do with the Achilles. I I sort of remember having a similar conversation when he came back too early in the finals, and the next thing you knew, he blew out his Achilles. One way or another, I'm not a doctor, so I I won't pretend I know about that, but I would would describe myself as a little worried. Having said that, if he comes back, they are far and away the best team in the East. So I will say for sure the Sixers are not. I wouldn't bet against the Jazz being there. I think Anthony Davis is going to be gone a while. I think there's a much better chance that Utah is the one seed in the West then the Nets are the one seed in the East. So just for fun, I will say Utah is the answer to your question. Bubba. All right, let's uh, skip down towards the end here just to make sure we get it in. And uh, Lou Ottens, the inventor of the cassette tape, died Saturday in the Netherlands at the age of 94, long life. Do you remember what your first cassette tape was? Mm. Who you got? Did you ever own a cassette tape, Bubba? Uh, I did, yeah. I was kind of on the cusp of the end of the cassettes and then the beginning of CDs. Okay, so I'm glad we got to this question because I want to share with you a story. Forget about the first cassette tape I bought. When I left home to go to college, the summer of 1985, I got to Northwestern University in September of 1985. One of my primary tasks over the course of that summer leading up was to record onto cassettes every one of my albums. In those days, your music was primarily on albums. I had, my, between my brother and I, we probably had, I don't even know, you can count it. My brother still has them. He still has turntables. He still listens to stuff on vinyl. We probably had 150 albums. We had a lot of music. And I spent that summer recording onto cassette tapes all of my albums because you couldn't, I wasn't good to live in a tiny little dorm. I wasn't bringing all of that with me and I didn't want to be without it. So I recorded Bubba. Every album, practically every album I owned onto a cassette so I could take it to college. So that isn't the answer to your question, but I I thought it. it was an interesting little note. Now, as far as the first cassette I ever bought, the first album I ever bought, it wasn't a cassette. I don't remember the first cassette. I didn't really buy cassettes. I would buy albums and then you would record them onto cassettes. So I don't know that I owned a lot of cassette tapes. The first album I ever bought with my own money was The Stranger by Billy Joel. Billy Joel, The Stranger, 1977 or 8-ish, was the first album I ever bought with my own money. So I'll make that the answer to your question. That's Bubba with Who You Got. I remember having to listen to the radio. You put the cassette on and trying to hear the songs and record it off the radio on the cassette. (laughs) That was always a fun time. Reminiscing. Who You Got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com slash safety or just stop by. It's an eventful week for Bubba. His three teams. Duke didn't make the tournament for the first time in a quarter century. Sad. Asterisk, though. The Cowboys brought back their quarterback on a huge contract. Oh, yeah. And the Mets celebrated winning the World Series. How'd you like that? Did you see that, Bubs? Yeah, that was fake news. Fun to watch. (laughs) Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.